Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, to the saints who are in Ephesus and are faithful in Christ Jesus, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoption through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, with which he has blessed us in the beloved. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven, and things on earth. In him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, so that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. Thank you, Kathy. You may be seated. brief and short, we've come to church to worship God, to learn about God, and to read his word, be challenged. We're made in the image of God. He made us. So there's some things about us that are very similar to God. But when we come to a passage like this, really, we're, we should be shocked at the difference. God is different than us. He's holy, holy, holy. Is the Lord God Almighty root idea of the word holy is is really the word different shockingly different some theologians called him the holy other and that's w h o l y i have problems spelling but you know what i mean that word not holy h o l y he's holy other and yes yes but we can understand him he's revealed himself to us and he has revealed himself anthropomorphically in, in a form in which we as human beings can understand. We're, we're intended by God to understand. But also we need to acknowledge that there's great mystery in the nature of God. He's, he's different. He's, he's blow your mind. 
radically different. Holy, 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 thrice holy. The Bible tells us it's in Isaiah. It says that uh, like a scene in heaven is the angels. There's these massive, terrifying cherubim. You know, not like little tiny fat cherubs playing harps or shooting arrows at each other. Um, But massively scary beings worshiping God 24-7. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. I just like camping on that English word. Almighty. Half mighty? Quarter mighty? 10% mighty? Possibly mighty? (laughs) No. Almighty. Exactly. Just plug into that for a second. God is the Almighty One. How mighty are we? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I had a big wake-up call. I turned 60 in February, February 3rd, and then February 12th, I had a heart attack. <laughs> it's like, happy birthday! <laughs> My son-in-law, who was sing, pull, mu- playing music here with us today, uh, his name is John, uh, he had to take off because he's due to his job. But uh, he, before he came here, he worked in uh, New Hampshire in a high-tech medical factory that makes uh, balloons, you know, for angioplasties and, and stents and things like that. Uh, I always joke that he, he made the happy birthday balloons with a felt-tip marker for, for Walmart. You know, he's in there writing happy birthday on them. But... Uh, no, and so we, we joked with that, like, you know, John made one, like, happy birthday, Dad, for me. You know, so I, I got it on the 12th. But by God's grace, it was, it was one of the cardiologists said, well, what you had was nothing. Because, hallelujah, no, no harm to my heart and my, you know, discharge. Charge was no limitations. In fact, we want you to work harder, <laughs> work stronger. And so, you know, now I'm up, I'm, I'm doing some weights to, at the gym, and I can curl, I can curl 70 pounds. Whoa. Am I, am I almighty yet, God? <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like nothing compared to anything big. We're not almighty. We're weak. We're more similar to a pat of butter than to God Almighty. And so, honestly, when we come, we have a banner on the side of the church that says, God is. I can't even say that about me. Because I, I am dependent on Him for my existence. He is. And He doesn't depend on anybody for His existence. He is independent. The almighty, independent God, timeless, eternal, and, and, and you know, just hallelujah. <laughs> Worship him. Come humbly into his presence. So when we come to a passage like this, we're gonna, we find out that, yeah, God is radically different. He does things differently than you, can, you and I can even imagine. Can't even imagine uh, who he is. And the awesome thing about the 
this passage, and we're going to spend, you know, Lord willing, a couple of weeks, three or some, some weeks on it. It's the preamble to Ephesians. The awesome thing is that it tells us the, the purpose for God's creation and God's salvation of us. And it's so that we would know him and we'd praise him. There's a little, this is the preamble to Ephesians that was just read for us, really 3 through 14. And that, that phrase three times in here, to the praise, and it's, it's introduced in our passage today, verse 6, to the praise of his glorious grace. And then it says, according to, let's see, it, that's three times in this passage. I go down to the third one, to the praise of his glory, and then go back up to verse 12 to find the middle one, to the praise of his glory. So his revelation of himself to us is it so that we will be brought to him and worship him, to praise him, to praise his glory. How, how unbelievable he is. Glory is a cool word because it means to... Um, it's, it's hard to put it in words because it's sort of above language. It's sort of a, a, a glowing uh, an experience that transcends experience. And it, honestly, this is what you and I really value in, in, all, in, in everything. Uh, if you listen to music, you, you, want, you want to kind of transcend the, you know, the notes and the instrument and, and the, the environment. And the, you, you want to you soar, right? I, it sounds a little weird, but you, you want to get to that sort of other level. And it's sort of a, it's a timeless experience. It's joyful. It's, it's, a, it's ecstasy. Yeah. And, and that's glory. And we're to praise his glory and understand how massive and big he is. Excuse me a second. I want to prove my frailty. I forgot my remote. <laughs> so let, let's look at this text uh, t today, 3 through 6 particularly, with those uh, themes in mind. Uh, let's open with prayer. Father, please thank you for revealing yourself to us, O oh Lord. We worship and praise you. You're the almighty God. Thank you for revealing yourself to us so beautifully and so well. And would you please just open our minds to understand you a little bit more today and be drawn to fulfill your purposes for us. Help us to understand those purposes and be challenged. We thank you for the forgiveness of sins. None of us are worthy. We come through your provision through Jesus Christ and praise you to this day. And we come in the name, the authority of Jesus. Amen. So my title is Praise His Glorious Grace. Ephesians 1, 3 through 6. Let me read that section again. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him 
before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and blameless before him in love. What's interesting about that phrase, in love, we don't know if it goes with the before or the after. This is punctuated that it goes with the after. Sometimes it's punctuated it goes with the before. It's probably awesomely ambiguous because it just goes with the whole thing. (laughs) Okay. Um, In love, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace with which he has blessed us in the beloved. Amen. So we start out, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Bless the Lord. The Bible tells us this. Bless the Lord, O my soul. We're called to worship him. The the Father receives our praise. We are to praise the Father. He is the one who has actively planned our salvation, this grace in which we, we stand. We praise him. He's blessed us. I, I saw a, a guy the other day walking around, and he's probably about 70 years old. He's an old man. <laughs> um, and he had a shirt, and he said, uh, it said, Grateful Dude. I thought, okay, I like that shirt. That's a good shirt. I like it when sometimes you hear the greeting, somebody will say, so how are you? I'm blessed. You know, for the believer... That should be our greeting, uh, something like that, that we, we are blessed. Look at this. You're blessed in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Let's pause and kind of break this down just a little bit. Uh, bless the Lord. First of all, the, the word Father. Just look at this. It's, it's interesting. It says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Look down at verse 17 as well. It says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, that's interesting language and kind of challenging, and it almost takes me to an uncomfortable place because this says Jesus Christ has a God. Right? So it says, blessed, verse 17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ. Why is that challenging? Because the Bible declares that Jesus Christ is God, but he has a God. Who's his God? God the Father is his God. We are really comfortable. We got into this a little bit in men's breakfast on Tuesday. We're really comfortable with the Trinity when we emphasize the unity of it. There's, There's a Trinity. There's one God who exists in three persons. Absolutely. But you know what? There's unity and plurality in the Trinity. There's three separate persons. All God, all equal, but different in function. They're equal in value and in honor and in power. They're all God, but they have differences. Viva la difference. There are differences that we celebrate. In, in uh, God says, I'm, I've made male and female. 
Males and females are both image bearers of God, and actually together they bear the image of God. And they're, they're different, but they're completely equal. Not, no one is more valuable than the other. So this principle is deeply set into God's creation. God's creation actually reveals God's nature. And so, uh, like I said, in my theology, <laughs> this feels a little uncomfortable, but please, I'm just quoting the Bible. Is that safe to do? <laughs> so the Father is the God of the Lord Jesus Christ, and he... In this passage, we have the Trinity here, by the way, too, because we have Father, and then we have Jesus, the Son, and there's a lot of talk about the Holy Spirit as well. Like I said, down in verse 17, it talks about that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. Uh, and also up in verse 13, it names the Holy Spirit. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. So there's the, the Trinity, the three actors, th not actors, the three persons. These are hard things to talk about. Uh, three persons in the Godhead. Who is this Father then? He's the one who's planned this all, and He's provided. He has blessed us with Jesus Christ, the Father. And so let's think about this. In Christ, again, the text is Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's, by the way, the word blessed is uh, we would transliterate it into English, eulogize. It's the, the Greek word is eulogeo, which means to say good things about him. Uh, this is, we're commanded here. We're blessing God the Father. We're, we're going to say good things about him. We're going to learn about God, and we're going to say good things about how good God is. He is wonderful. He is amazing. You might go to a funeral, and it's a part of the funeral is the eulogy, and in the eulogy, you would say, what was wonderful about that person? How did they spend their life? What good things did they do? That's this same word, to be saying good things about God. So, blessed be the God and Father who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing. This is, this is the gospel. We're blessed in Christ. He's he is the full summation of all that we need to be right with God eternally. Jesus Christ is that. He fulfills all the demands. He himself, there's no other need to add other things in to this equation. So all these blessings are in Christ. It's very thorough in this passage. It's over and over and over again. It's all in Christ. Fully adequate. He doesn't need help from anyone else. We don't add uh, this saint or that other individual that, that Jesus somehow needs the help or maybe, maybe, maybe he's too busy or maybe he's angry. Let's go talk to his mommy. You know, may, maybe his mom will talk to Jesus and then Jesus will talk to God and we'll be okay. 
You know, the Bible never teaches that. You know why? It's because to say, uh, to quote a, a gentleman I heard this week, to, to say otherwise is to slander Jesus. Is to say that he's inadequate. And there's something wrong with him. You know, all of these blessings are not from, not, they're not from me. They're not from you. They're not from any other you know, saint that's lived before. There's no treasury in heaven that you know, really good people did so many good works that they were able to deposit good things for you in heaven and you can withdraw those benefits for yourself. Honestly, in, in Christendom, that is a teaching that exists and it's, it's against Scripture. It's belittling who Christ is. Because all of the blessings come through Jesus Christ from the Father. He is fully adequate for all our needs. We can trust in him. I don't trust me. I'm inadequate. Yes, I feel a lot of people say, well, I'm, I'm a sinner. I'm unworthy. I feel like if I came to church, the walls would fall over. You know, I, I kind of got to get better. I got to be better, and then I'll come to God. You'll never be good enough. We're all rotten sinners, really. It's all in Christ. The blessings are from him. He's fully adequate. That's why we worship and praise him. So, and the final aspect I want to point out here is this heavenly places. Just notice this uh, concept here. It says, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. What exactly is the promise from God of the gospel? The promise from God of the gospel is, is the best thing ever, that you'll have spiritual blessings in heaven. It's, a, it's an inheritance for you, it says. And, and this implies that the, uh, there's no other promises made. God never, ever promises you that if you come to Jesus, your life's going to get a lot easier and you're going to be blessed and you're going to drive a, a late model car. You'll be able to have wealth and health. And if you just believe in Jesus, you'll be healed from all your diseases. You know, it's funny that that teaching has been in the church for a very long time, but it, it blossomed hugely in uh, Azusa, California. I think the year was like 1907 or something like that. They had this massive sort of, they called it a revival. And that's what they were teaching, that you, could, you can be healed. In fact, by his stripes, we are healed. They pulled out the verse from Isaiah. And so you can be healed. And, and to every one of those people who taught that have died. <laughs> They've all died, and mostly of diseases, okay? So obviously... There's a breakdown here. <laughs> These, this is not a promise of the gospel. The gospel never says you will avoid getting sick. It never says that. But, you, but who cares? That's a little tiny thing compared to the real promise of the gospel. So the real promise of the gospel is spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. Uh, uh, incorruptible. I am forgiven. Of my sin. I, do not have to, I don't have to pay for my sin in hell for eternity. The eternal weight 
of the wrath of God is satisfied 100% by Christ because he's the infinite Lamb of God. That's the gospel. That's the spiritual blessings in heavenly places. There actually is... Now, now the, the truth is, the way this kind of works is, if you live for God and you live by the principles of Scripture, for example, the Bible teaches that you need to work hard to earn a living. The Bible says, in fact, if you don't work, you're not going to even be allowed to eat. And so you need to get a job. You need to be responsible. And, and by the way, you're doing your job for God. So you're, you know, you're, uh, you're thorough. You're uh, careful. And you invest your time wisely. And you develop discipline in your life. You know, guess what? That system really works well. And individuals are, individuals are responsible, and they work well, and, and, and societies have been blessed. In fact, it's called the Protestant work ethic. It's produced some of the, the most wealth in every economy in, in human history. Uh, so yeah, if you follow the principles of, principles of the Bible, you'll probably really be blessed, and you'll probably even be healthier. You, you know, you're going to live a clean life, and you'll probably be happier. But, but none of those things are the promise of the gospel. They're side effects. But, and, and all of those things, the reality is, at the end of the day, uh, Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So we will have trouble. We will have affliction. Uh, even our psalm today, as John pointed out, says that. Uh, look back at, at, at Psalm 34. pointed out the, the two different verses there that let's see take a look at it here thirty four it says right here um, I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears those who look to him are radiant, and their faces shall never be ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Is indicating you're going to need refuge. You're going to need deliverance. Uh, he is the one who delivers us. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. For those who fear him have no lack. The young lions suffer want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. So this, this psalm, in many, many ways, says, hey, the Lord will deliver you uh, from the afflictions. For example, verse 19. This is almost, I wonder if this is an allusion to what Jesus said in Acts, excuse me, John 16, at the very end, he says, in this world you will have trouble. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Uh, here is Psalm 34, 19. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. So there's literally a promise. Guess what? You've signed up for affliction, uh, but you have spiritual blessings in Christ, in the heavenly places. All right. So we're going to bless the Father in Christ. 
and our spiritual blessings are in the heavenlies. Let's look back then at our text in Ephesians and finish up for today. Um, Listen again to the word of God. I'll be reading just um, verses 4 through 6, the rest of our text today. Even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ. Again, how do all these blessings, blessings come? Through Jesus Christ according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace with which he has blessed us in the beloved. The beloved is Jesus Christ himself. So when, when did this happen? When did our salvation occur in the big space of time, in the timeline of reality? Well, this says he chose us in him, again, in Christ, before the foundation of the world. So before he even created the world, he chose us. That's the word e elect there. And it's ek lego, to call out. You think about an election. I, I think there might be an election next year. I haven't heard anything about that in the news, but I think maybe there might be in a presidential election next year in 2020. And the concept of an election, right, is that some candidate... Uh, wants your vote, and you cast your vote, and if enough people cast their vote for that individual, they become, they get the office. They become the president. You don't elect yourself. Of course, in that case, you probably do get to vote for yourself, <laughs> but you're elected by somebody outside of you, and that's the idea. I, I didn't elect myself. God chose me before he created the world. That's when this happened. Uh, let's look, I'm going to look real quickly at Psalm 33. We were just in the Psalms, and, and the, the Psalm 33 was the one from last week. Uh, speaking of creation, I, I just love this word. It's in Psalm 33, uh, verse 6 and following. It says, by the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, and by the breath of his mouth, all their host. He gathers the waters of the sea as a heap. He puts the deeps in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. Why? Why? Why him? Why don't we just choose somebody else to stand in awe of? Well, for he spoke. And it came to be. He commanded, and it stood firm. Did I tell you that God's different than us? Did I say he was like the quarter mighty God? <laughs> He's the almighty God. Some people say, well, the Bible says that God created, but it doesn't show you how he created. Uh, uh, yeah, it does. Okay, It says he spoke. He spoke and it came to be. It stood firm. That's how powerful he is. That's why we come to worship him and how he has revealed himself. He's radically different than us. I couldn't do it that way. You know, I, I had the joy of putting in a sink. At, at, we have a rental place. And I put in a sink. And I didn't go into the bathroom and go, Sink! 
I commanded and it stood firm. Like it's ridiculous, right? Sink. <laughs> okay, let's try it again. White sink. Hot water. Drain cold water. Nothing's happening, Charlotte. I, I'm weak and powerless. I got to get the saws all out and cut a hole in the floor and crawl around on my belly like a serpent <laughs> and glue and <laughs> glue ABS pipe together and get glue all over my hand. My voice was completely powerless. Speaking tongues, maybe it'll work. <laughs> it didn't work. It didn't work. I'm different than God. God is all powerful, dear friends. And before he spoke, the Greek word for the before the foundation of the world is to is to is to throw it down. He threw down the foundations of the earth. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I'd like to try that just once, you know. Maybe just one little sink. <laughs> I put it all together, and then what happens? I got leaks. I got to start over again and do it again. It only took me two tries. <laughs> so before he threw it down, he chose some to be saved. He's different than us. He chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world. And also that's in verse 5. He predestined us. There's this, this whole passage is filled according to the will of God, uh, etc. Verse 11, uh, he's the one who works all things after the counsel of his own will. It's not... Uh, it's salvation. He were, were, that's worked according to the, the purpose of his will. But guess what? That's a subset of everything. <laughs> he works the all. That's, I, we live and move and have our being in him. God is way bigger than we'll ever understand. or We can't even conceive of this being. Um, but he spoke so that we can... In an, at least in a wonderful analogy, understand who he is. So I want to emphasize a few things here. So we, let's see, check the time. We're really great. Praise God. What motivated God to, to choose us, to elect us? Well, it says in love. He loved us. He decided to exercise his love for us. In love, he predestined us. So it's all about his love for us. That is so amazing. Why did he do this? And again, this text is just filled with the whys. Um, first of all, he says that we'd be holy and blameless. See verse 4? He chose us in him, and again, in Christ. How are you going to get these people holy and blameless? Only in Christ. Only through Christ. That's it, that no human being could be holy or blameless. Without any blame? You try that for five minutes. You know, try that while you're putting a sink in a bathroom. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously, it's, it's uh, challenging. But in Christ, I'm blameless. That's how perfect and powerful he is. He, that we should be holy. And that word holy is the same word based on, like the word saints up above. He says, to the saints. They're the hagias. 
the ones who are made holy. All believers are made holy miraculously in Christ, in Jesus. We're saints. We are the saints. We're made holy and blameless before him in his presence. And so that's one purpose. And these are all just sort of like stacked together very similarly that we would be adopted as sons. Why did he do this? Why did he choose us? He predestined us, verse 5, for adoption, to be put down as sons, to be counted as sons of God. We're made sons by his miraculous work through Jesus Christ. So why did he do this? That we would praise his glorious grace. I think if we're looking for an application for today's sermon, it's praise, it's worship. Be drawn to praise him. To be drawn to say hallelujah to the almighty God. It's to praise his glorious grace. Verse 6. To praise his glorious grace. Grace is kindness and goodness toward us. It's glorious. It exceeds our expectations. It's more wonderful than we can imagine. It brings joy. It brings release. Uh, It is that in which we stand. We stand in his grace with which he has blessed us in the beloved. And that's, again, all of these blessings come from our association with the beloved one, Jesus Christ. Uh, We are predestined for adoption according to the purpose of his will, which is producing worship in us, worship of his glorious grace. We want to live for him. We want to love him. We want to serve him. We want to repent of our sin and turn to him and live for him. He's blessed us in the beloved. Uh, Matthew 3.17 is a record of the baptism of Jesus. And it happened three times while Jesus was on the earth. But right as he was uh, coming up out of the water, he's, he's immersed apparently as far as we can tell, immersed, dunked in the murky waters of the Jordan River. When, when he brings, John the Baptist brings him up, His voice booms right from heaven. And the voice says, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Jesus Christ is the beloved son. And God looks at the beloved. See, in the beloved one, we're we're holy and blameless. We are his sons in the beloved one. Let us worship him together. Let me close with prayer. Oh, Father, thank you for revealing yourself to us in the word of God. And thank you that we can draw together today in this place, comfortable and secure today, to take some precious time to think about your word. Uh, Lord, we pray that we'll be faithful people of God, constantly nourished on the words of the faith. Teach us, O Lord, your truth. Draw us to yourself. Help us to worship you and live for you. We thank you so much. Lord, if there's those that are here today that have not come to Christ, I pray that you'll open their heart right now to to understand that Jesus is the only way they can be forgiven of their sin. And all you need to do if you're in that condition, you here today, if you just turn to Jesus and say, I am a sinner. I know I'm a sinner. I know I'm unworthy. Please forgive my sins. Believe Dear friend, believe that he died for your sins. 
that he was buried and rose again in victory over your sins so that you can have those spiritual blessings amassed for you through Christ in heaven uh, that it's totally secure. So Lord, we thank you for these things. We pray in Jesus, amen.